That's a little pink one on the dashboard of the uh, Toyota, which has just turned 140,000 kilometers. Determined to get it up to 160,000 before getting rid of it. Uh, I, I did make a mistake, I think, when we bought my wife's Mazda CX. Really nice one. I guess that was 2019, maybe. Um, I traded in my Mazda 3. And uh, kept this Toyota. I, you know, there was obviously some trade-in value out of it. But I, you never get that much on a trade-in. I really should have... Um, the Toyota was a much nicer car, damn it. But this thing works. I, yeah, come on, I shouldn't be bad-mouthing it. It's like, you know, you don't trade in pets for an upgrade or something. Nothing wrong with this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This has served us well. This was uh, her car for the longest time. And uh, she looked after it. And I'm sitting in it, and it's clean. It hasn't been cleaned, well, almost since I've taken it over. And on Nelko's busy day, when she was washing the windows, weeding dandelions, just a day when she just went nonstop. You know, and this could be an after-work day or on the weekend, um, she cleaned this thing. She just got it out and the whole, you know, the dashboard, it was covered in dust and, and I just don't care. An old car, this is 19, uh, I was going to say 78. No, it's not that old. 2007. Would that be right? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's old enough, eh? Um, I just, you know, hey, they're meant to be dirty. But no, she went in and cleaned it all. So it's nice. I got an air freshener when I uh, had my winter tires taken off. Active Green Ross, my regular friend Earl, uh, gave me some air freshener. So, mm, oh yeah, that's nice. So here I am, parked at Bluffers Park, starting a podcast to you. And I haven't even released Dixon Jane's podcast number preceding this, 842. So this is the start of 843. I'll uh, put that up tonight, tomorrow, doesn't really matter. The other one, it's finished. I've got my McDonald's coffee. I kind of want to talk to you about, if you if you follow this on a regular basis, you know, some people do, you'll see my progression with using apps uh, and some of the frustrations and the difficulties. I'm getting better at it, but they are also getting easier. Like in the mail, I just got this book of coupons, you know, these tear-off coupons for all the McDonald's things. And I've got them for Subway, and I've got them for um, Tim Hortons, and everybody realizes, wow. And I think it's really sped up during this time of COVID. This is a time for people to use their apps. It's easy. You can keep your distance, pre-order, everything's okay. And uh, so right away, I, you know... You take the little picture of that little, the funny thing with all the squares. You download the app. You register. And then I drove up to uh, Tim Hortons. And they had a dollar for any size coffee. Well, I just wanted a medium. 
I didn't even need a coffee, but I thought if I'm coming to Bluffers Park for old time's sake, I should do that. So, um, wow, you know, here it is. It was just so easy. I pulled into the parking lot before getting in line and just, bam, click, order. Yeah, there's the price. There's Yeah, you're just done. Here, You're done, you know, and you get a code. And you drive up to, and when you go to the order, and you just you just tell them your code number. Oh, okay. And you're done. It's already paid for with a PayPal, or you know the, on Apple Pay. I'm really becoming a convert. Now I'm against this. I was against bank machines for the longest time because it it was meant to cut out face to face contact with. Tellers. Well, of course, from a bank's perspective, a money-making business, they don't want, they, they're paying the tellers. Hey, if you can go to a machine, we don't need as many tellers. Uh, that's in our interest, maybe not yours. And, you know, I did stick up for the old people. Come on, they need to talk to somebody, you know. But uh, that's not what banks are in business for. So I have swung around and... Um, the only thing I'm going to, today I'm on, uh, I have to get uh, uh, meds, you know, the over, men's over 50 multivitamins and also uh, vitamin D plus calcium. And Bruce, my buddy in Vancouver, said, well, go on Thursday. They're on sale because I was complaining. I can never find them on sale anymore. You get the 20% seniors discount for anything not on sale already. And I said, yeah, the trouble is that's when the place is full of uh, seniors and the lines are slow because they want you to use the machines for checkout. And they'll zip you along. And and I'm trying to fight that. I'm trying to fight that. No, no, no. These people, the tellers, they need those jobs. It it just didn't seem right. I understand that a drive-through streamlined as much as possible. You don't have any time to chat at the window. But, you know, you know, at the checkout. Yeah, from their business, Shoppers Drug Mart point of view, getting people self-checkout is the long-term goal. We'll train the people. They'll do the work. And I put up a fuss every time. So uh, if I go today and that's where they direct me, I'll put up a fuss then too. All right, anyway, this is just a warm-up. Um, I hope you enjoyed. If you listened to the one preceding this, you would have heard it ending with um, uh, <laughs> Waterloo. And it's a song I remember from childhood. and It's kind of a song you can you can listen to it and think, oh, my God, that, that voice is awful. Um, but at the same time, you can listen to it and really enjoy it. It just made me laugh. And I, I just... I had three minutes left in the podcast. No, two and a half minutes left. And so I went through my iTunes and I was, show me all the songs that are two and a half minutes. <laughs> and came up with Waterloo. And um, I uh, I liked it. doesn't really much matter if you did or didn't. Uh, Weeping Willows here just coming out. You know, they, these are the trees that just, another sign of spring. They just come alive. They're so gorgeous. That fresh, new, green. It, it's 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 like a miracle. You know, my God, this planet Earth is just so absolutely marvelous, and yet we treat it like shit. 
you know, uh, humans, 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 my God, we've got a long way to go. And it's very frightening because you really don't know, are we heading for a utopian or a dystopian future? And it seems more likely we're heading in the direction of uh, something ugly. All right, on that note, Scarborough Dude, signing off from uh, Bluffers Park on this beautiful, what is it, May the... uh, May 13th, that's a Thursday, 1.30 in the afternoon. Catch you in a bit. Bye-bye. Checking back, checking back. Chicken in the oven, chicken in the oven. Bluffers Park. And um, I've just had a wee toke. So I know from past experience, this just always makes for the worst podcasting like just the ridiculous tangents and and uh, getting lost and uh, I know listening back to somebody who's high uh, can be painful so I'll uh, try not to record too much but I did have an idea that I'm gonna have to follow through and um, you know my mind I, there's a reason for getting high sometimes and you can visit nice places that you just wouldn't ordinarily visit necessarily. <sighs> Feeling good about myself, for example. Liking who I am. And um, then thinking back about um, the things I want to add to the book and and part is always like a dedication there's always an introduction and and, you know it's a a growing process it's slow and things come to you oh yeah okay like giving the letters the titles the last time I I thought that was I'm just so happy about that and then uh, the rule being it has to be a phrase exactly taken from the letter itself. So you're reading the letter and you find one phrase and think, oh, okay, that's what it's about. So I think my last one was we, our last sip of Dark Lady, I think, something like that. Uh, anyway, you see, that's a, that's a tangent. That's not what I was going to talk about it at all. Uh, what were we going to talk about? It was oh yes. So in the dedications and so on, I I've, I've started thinking about past girlfriends. That holy shit, there's a there's, you know I talk about my friends. You know my buddies Chris and Bruce and you know Brent and Deb and you know people, podcasting friends. You know, but really haven't spent much time in writing or in speaking about past girlfriends. Now, they keep turning up in the letters, which is a wonderful thing, you know? Like, suddenly, oh, yeah. Ottawa, Helen. Uh, Vancouver, uh, Judy. And, um, gosh, it was was Ottawa and Montreal with, uh, what's her name? Who got married? Uh, Keep thinking Martha, and she's not a Martha at all. I've never dated a Martha. Um, But, just thinking about each of these women and, and what they gave to me in my life and how they, they my god they were certainly a cure for loneliness um, I was so grateful about that and thought I should mention some of that and then I think well if I'm going to talk about past girlfriends and I really have to talk you know an extra big paragraph for uh, for Debbie who uh, 
I moved in with when we moved, when we all left Lachine and moved to Vancouver, and, and it still just remains such a special person in my life. I guess one of the few people that I can really be a goof with, and she'll just laugh and smile. And I mean really goofy, like saying stupid things and singing silly songs. And you can't often do that, you know. And I, it's always been a part of me, but it's, it's very limited where you can really let yourself go and uh, be be silly. I, I should be. The trouble is, you start doing that and people think, oh, my God, he's got Alzheimer's. He's done. Somebody better look after him. So you're, you're, you're pulling in the reins a little bit, you know. No, you can't be too silly. They're really going to wonder, where's that coming from? Like if I was to sing to you the Bumblebee song. Oh, my God. But Debbie knows that one and loves it, and that's just an example. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> I just have to move on to Naoko. And I think, well, I guess from listening to this podcast, I think there's a few people who have met her and don't know her that well, but have met her. And, uh, you know, people like Bruce, of course, know her well, and Harold fairly well. He's been a guest in Japan and Ottawa. Um, so the friends w- would know her, but people listening to this podcast might not really have a good idea of who knows how wonderful she is, and I don't do a very good job at all of expressing that. I'm often, I'm just often, I just seem to be in the doghouse as as the past episode goes on about. But I don't say, you know, what it is that's uh, that's wonderful. Now, some of the things you would just pick up on. Oh my God, she works so hard. And I know that's one of the things I talk about. But she is she is just such a one-of-a-kind individual. And yes, everybody is, but some do a, some do a, some do it in spades. What's that? No, that doesn't, uh, I don't know. I can't find a way of emphasizing that other than bold letters, you know, big bold letters. Nalco is pretty damn unique. Um, and I'm just so grateful that, uh, my God... I found her and uh, ran off with her. her. Don't know how else to phrase that. That doesn't sound very nice. And I think, I mean, we looked. I mean, to me, it was the most romantic possible story I, I could imagine. And and the location, Sato Island on the Sea of Japan. I mean, they're just, it's incredibly beautiful. And how often... How many people do you know get there, you know? Uh, it just, uh, you know, the dreams of, 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 of in your life wanting to do something romantic. My God, this woman. What she has given me. And the person she still is. And changing, as we all do. And I look back at some of those pictures and the letters. And, oh, my God, boy, did I fall head over heels. But she was just so incredibly beautiful and just alluring and charming and um, exciting, and, and and so much of it was also just you know I mean our you know our communication is bad now you've heard about that, but how little in the beginning because she did not have a whole lot of English I certainly didn't have a whole lot of Japanese but somehow. And and those memories that don't get lived and some of them are coming back in letters and and. And I hope the letters tell that story. I really, because maybe the volume one is more, you know, a lot of the, yeah, it's, it's there, it's a happy ending, but it's, I really need to do a better job. So I think there needs to be another section in the back of the book dedicated to Naoko, a.k.a. Naomi. I may have to call her that. 
And in fact, there's a very interesting. Maybe I told you last time, but that might have been her name. Except that uh, the novel by Naomi, um, and the novel called Naomi by uh, the person I'm reading, whose name I forget. So is it? Was it Soseki? I don't know. Anyway. Um, that was quite popular. Well, that's not a really good name because it's it's not a very nice girl in the story. Naomi is quite a character, but it's interesting, you know. If you look at that, no, look at that character. She, was, oh no, no, no. Anyway, she is uh, she is special, and uh, that was a start and a reminder to myself. Hey, when you're putting this book together, make sure there's a a page dedicated to Naoko and why. So, that wasn't so bad, was it? Coffee. I don't, I didn't need this coffee. It doesn't taste all that great. You know, it was the premium blend. Oh, you get the premium blend for a dollar. Any size, you yeah. know. Hey, I used to get that before as an old man. But what I fell for, in the, you know, in keeping with the theme of this, is that uh, it was so easy to use. That's why I got the coffee. Like, these these, these apps are have to be boosting sales. Like, hey, it's so easy. You got a phone in your hands. You got the app. Just push those buttons and uh, they'll get you whatever you want. And it's already paid for. Yeah, by you, but... Yeah, how easy, how simple. So there you go. There's a lesson. Let this be a, a warning to all of you out there who may not even see that, who've just grown up in this world of pushing buttons. And... Uh, I'm aware of the transition. And again, that's another element of the book. It is about transitions. Like, you know, a long-distance call was a special thing. You know, you didn't call your parents. You missed them. But uh, there might be a call on special occasions. And, of course, as you move on in time, it just gets easier and it's not a big deal. But you grow up with, oh, long-distance. Like, it was something important than a big deal. I think there were scams, too. You know, you could make a person-to-person call... And uh, the person's not there, so you leave a message which is coded. But meanwhile, they're actually uh, they're, uh, the person who you meant to get the message gets the message. And you don't pay for it because, uh, sorry, you can't connect the person-to-person call. Anyway, moving on again. Uh, interesting uh, listening to uh, our friend Keith McNally, another name from the past. Um, whose father died, who doesn't want to engage in small talk about that fact with him, understand me, but did a very good podcast back on his, uh, what was the one, the XO, I guess. Uh, now I've been following, uh, skipped a few. He spends a lot of time on logs in New Brunswick. Um, but, um, yeah, did a podcast about... His father dying. It was, uh, it was, it was good. It was, it was important, you know. I mean, the death of anybody's father is, but uh, to actually work it through and talk about it. I won't give away the ending. Well, you know he dies, but uh, you know what I mean. So anyway, yeah, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Glad I had the talk. Came up here in little bench. Uh, and it's the bench I knew I wanted. Like, hey, this this is all boys and girls. This is this is the bench I sat on and had a talk when my sister called me to tell me she had found a batch of letters. And I said, isn't that amazing? Because I'm already thinking about putting out a second volume. I'm telling you, folks, I'm sitting... Now, if that's not magic, what the fuck is? 
Or you just don't understand magic. <sighs> yeah. And so this is why I have to be a little more forgiving of uh, Fluorescent. Uh, the person who interviewed me, I've been a little harsh and judging because she hasn't, hasn't answered my emails. You know, and and that's, hey, that's a petty thing to judge somebody by. She's posting a lot, I mean, every second day on Instagram. And herself in a completely different pose, looking at a different person. Seems to have a, a studio of artists and filmmakers and photographers and maybe fashion people and so on behind. And then she sings just a little short, one little piece. Just a little second of a song. So I, I think I've got to... Uh, delve a little deeper into this and appreciate that more and and um, I, I was thinking there's another person I owe a, a, a note to to sort of explain and maybe apologize in advance for something she might not even be aware of But uh, so I'll make a public apology on the Dixon Jane's podcast I apologize for being short-tempered short, almost not not very nice in my words and thoughts about a person who's 25 and an, an artist a, cre- a creative who, uh, you know, didn't respond to all my emails and so on and forgot one appointment or misunderstood the date. And and I, I've been judgmental about that. And there's absolutely no reason. Let this person be the way you wanted to be when you were 25 and not have to fit into other people's expectations. You know, let her be. And, uh, and so maybe even uh, ask a little forgiveness. Because I've, I've let the relationship sour. I let it sour, and that was wrong. And then I was almost begrudging giving her my book and writing a, writing a note about serendipity. I've been judgmental, folks. And uh, I need to fix that. This is a start, but I needed to be reminded about that. And that's another reason for having a toke sometimes. It does shift your focus. Shift your focus. Just to make a jest, you know, a little kaleidoscope. Ooh, you got a whole new picture. And um, in this case, it's being, you know, that note to her, thinking about Noko, thinking about the two guys who put out Historica Canadiana and thinking they need a little more credit, you know, uh, and support and encouragement. Uh, I should become a patron for them. Make a note of it. And uh, anyway, that's another note. Okay, hey, guys. This is a shout-out to you. I know you don't listen to the Dixon Jane's podcast, although I will probably send a link. I, I, in other words, gentlemen, I'd like to connect with you two guys. You sound interesting. You know a lot of history, and uh, you deserve a little more, I think, uh, you know, uh, credit and respect than you may be getting right now. I'm Here's me. At, I know that because I'm asking for it all the time. And now I realize, hey, a minute, you can't just ask for it. You've got to give it, too. You know, the love you make is equal to the love you take. Or flip that on its head. Um, yeah, them, and I think there was something else in there that uh, was worthy of note and why I'm glad I had the toke. Okay, strange smell here today, and I guess they're dredging, and it's probably a sewage smell uh, here at Bluffers in the uh, boat launch side, but in the park area, this truck's going back and forth. And they're dredging, but every once in a while you get a whiff of, oh my god, it smells like shit. And it's not, you know, not, not like your own shit, but just mass-produced shit that's been sitting in silt in the shore of Lake Ontario here in Scarborough. Appetizing to that sound. 
Scarborough Dude, feeling pretty fucking good. And it's about fucking time I felt this fucking good. Because I've been holding off. I haven't been talking for a month or more, it seems. Another good thing happened this week. Another good thing. Another blessing. And boys and girls, isn't that the lesson? Open your eyes and what have you got to be grateful for? What's the good news, you know? I like when Eric and Michelle do, um... What's the, um... What's the best part of your week? Rochelle always asks that, and and uh, it's a good question. What's the best part of your week? And those are two other people. Deserve a little more credit. They've hung in there. They always do. You can count on them. I sort of stopped listening. Like Eric, Eric, I I I am not fond of the rehash news stories, and that's a big part of the show. I like it when uh, Rochelle tries to throw you off balance. And introducing the topic. She's the perfect foil for it. She's like Gracie, George Burns, Gracie Allen. That's who you guys are. And uh, she's Gracie. She just throws in the court the curve and interrupts George's story. Uh, but anyway, so hats off to you too. I, I want to give a whole lot of thanks. Thanks to Nalco. Thanks to uh, um, I'm calling her Fluorescent. I forget her other name. That's how I know her through Instagram. Shadell. Uh, I'm sorry, Shadell. Sometimes spelled with a Q. And, um, yeah, she'll put up links to her and her art. And I have yet to receive that or hear about this uh, art project. That was the whole reason we got together. So, Ken, you really need to shift your focus occasionally, you know, and, uh, and I hope I've done that. Like, bam. Take back the things I said and thought and uh, start over again. Because, boys and girls, you do know, according to Carl Rogers and probably biologists and everybody else, psychiatrists, psychologists, doctors, we are philosophers, (laughs) existentialists. We are continually reinventing ourselves every day. And uh, some could easily argue, rightfully so, every moment. And me coming up to this bench, this magic bench, without the rock, I'm sorry to say. Um, and just having a little token and thinking of all the things I'm grateful for. And there's just some, I have led such a blessed life. I have led such a blessed life. You know what I feel like doing? I feel like just throwing this out as a bonus podcast. It doesn't count as the next one. This is just a bonus. Erp. That was a bonus, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. A bonus. It's an apology bonus. Bonus apology. Bon apology. All right, time to shut this baby down. That's a sign right there. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed sharing that little bit of time with me. I sure did, and uh, I sure needed this change, and I sure needed to, to have those thoughts and uh, share those thoughts. So it is yours truly, Scarborough Dude, representing Scarborough's finest. Yeah, I, I, I belong in the team of creationists. I am a creationist. And I'd like to uh, 
share my message more with younger people. But that could be just ego talking, you know. Yeah, 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 I want more. I want some adulation, folks. And you, you know that's uh, that's a fool's game. But hey, don't we all? Don't we all want that affirmation that no adulation is pushing it? You know. Okay. Hey. All right. All right. We'll back off on that one. Take that out of the contract. Okay. You're not going to get that, but you will get some affirmation. All right. All right. God, there's that smell again. Just fucking awful. It's, it's, it wafts. And, of course, hold your finger up and feel the breeze. Yeah, that's where it's coming from, right where they're dredging. Not the kind of thing you write a letter and complain. Yeah, well, so what? You want them to uh, stop dredging while you're there? I know. All right, all right, all right. You're getting silly now. Big announcements in Toronto. We expanded till uh, ex- extended the uh, lockdown in province of Ontario until uh, June 3rd. And a lot of us are just cheering. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Do whatever it takes. You know, we got to get these numbers down. We do not want another wave. we gotta get a, We got to get a hand on this thing, you know, a handle. we got to control this uh, COVID thing. I, I guess a, a final thought... It doesn't seem to be, to me, as big, getting me, having as big an impact as it should be. This is a worldwide, you know, virus that's killing people. Like, holy fuck, and the whole world's got together. Whoa, whoa, we got a new one here, folks. We've had all these other diseases. We've got, we've got, we wrestled some of them to the ground, polio and a lot of these others, through science and health. And, you know, and, and here are people pushing back against science and uh, the anti-vaxxers. These, these are, I, I guess they're more political movements than anything. But that in itself is frightening. Uh, this just There seems to be a certain degree of insanity on the planet. I expressed a lot of anger in that last podcast. And I, again, I'm, I'm glad I talked to Dennis about it, you know. It was another good part of the week. You know, I think it had Dennis, Dennis Augustine. I think that's how you pronounce it. And, um, good name. But a good guy. And I'm glad to have that little bit of connection. It seems still a bit formal at first, but it's, you know, it's, it's coming along. It's like, when I say formal, I mean they're in the roles. Like, I'm sort of seeing him as, okay, you're in a role at the church. And I'm just one of the parishioners. Uh, back to G. Did I, did I talk about G earlier on and how that branding of the G? Because that's what started it all, being branded a G. And, and so I was having low expectations for yourself and always being afraid to step up and doing everything to prove you were more than a G. I'm finally arriving at where I am now, which, uh, and I'm going to give myself a Fiji. There you go. Who wants an a? Who wants an E anyway? You know. There's all kinds of burdens that go with that. You're stuck with that for the rest of your life. VG, that's a nice place. I'll be a VG. Stands for very good. Sorry, if you didn't grow up with handwritten report cards with some of the ones that had uh, stars in them. God, I hope I still have. Do I still have my Creed 1, 2, 3 report cards? 
It'd be nice to have because I remember I love those stars. And it didn't matter what color. Like the red was nice. The red didn't seem a good one. The blue ones are like the gold and silver. But I think I like the blue the most. But I, there may have been a ranking system to the stars, which is really shitty, you know. Hey, just give the kid a what, find out what's your favorite color and give him a bunch of stars, you know. But no, no, gold star, you know, uh, brains in the class. All right, the smart ones. Uh, Christopher Simons and Bruce Kennedy and Susan Bingham and Mary Shaw. Those were in grade five. Those were the bright ones in the little east. They didn't call it. It wasn't labeled me, but you knew. You know this story, right? And then the VG, they're very good. There's another row. You're not as smart as those guys across over there, but uh, you're smart enough to get extra work. Holy shit. Fuck you. Who wants that? And the teacher, Mr. Rogers, telling me, Ken, you know, if you worked a little harder, you could be over there. You could be in that group. And that was, I swear that was a turning point in my life. Well, fuck you. I don't want to work harder. But then realizing, oh, you know, you've, you've awarded yourself a G. Yeah, it's just, I'm just average. I can never be more than that. And I, you know, silly, I know. I mean, so, they, but this is why I go through such conflict sometimes, folks. I'm, you know, trying to boost my level a little bit, thanks to Mr. Rogers and that G. I thought I had done with it today. But uh, anyway, yeah, I have. Scarborough, dude, God, trying to bring a close to this. I don't know if it's going to be a bonus or not, but uh, it is to me. The whole day is. Thanks very much. Take care. Tuning out. Bye for now. That was a good one. Yeah. Welcome back to uh, Bluffers Park. I believe this episode will start in Bluffers Park. And then that will be followed by a 25-minute clip I did after a toke, which I was going to throw away as a bonus, uh, but never got around to it. thought, why the hell not? Just keep it as part of the regular. So that was last weekend. It is now Wednesday, May the something. And, uh, oh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, May 19th. Uh, I'm sitting in the boat launch area. Just had a man go by uh, warning people that uh, they're ticketing cars if you don't have a uh, parking ticket. And he said it was a $150 fine. That seems a little outrageous uh, to me, $150. I've never paid that much for a parking fine. But anyway, I'm not going to argue with him. Um, he was a nice guy, just warning people. And I said, well, that's not for me. I'm just sitting right in the car, so I'm going to stay here for a while. Oh, God. There's our uh, Sea-Doo to greet us, fuckers. Um, it was funny because I was, as I was driving here, uh, a guy went by, and I guess might have been one of these top-of-the-line sports Audis. I don't know. Black, very slick, sleek back. Um... And it was just, it was comical because, I mean, I'm a car lover, so this is not a thing about fast cars. It's just that the noise it made as he shifted gears, it was comical because it was like, it was so masculine. Like, look at me and hear me, here I come. And just that, that roar, you know, And, and that's all it spoke of. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a male and I'm strong and I'm powerful. 
and it just it, it was funny, you know. I still love the car anyway. I subscribe to uh, Just Corvettes, one of these Instagram pages, and by God, there's some beautiful Corvettes, but in particular the real early ones. There was a few years when they just stunk. Then you got the fastback split window vets, uh, but the earlier ones, my God, they were gorgeous, and these things really fixed up nicely. Um, so yeah. Car lover, but just an observation. All right, that's all. Just, uh, just trying to trying to get the flow going here. Um, now that there are no more free A um, and W coffees, I'm bringing my own. I buy these instant sweet mixes. They don't even say they're coffee. I mean, they're flavored things. Probably Nescaf. I don't know. Um, and they'll do, like it's a hot drink and it's got some flavor to it. But what I need to do is buy some instant coffee, strong instant coffee, like Nescafe, you know, and just and throw in half a spoon to go with this powder to give it a little bit of a, a, little bit of a, a zing. Anyway, I've got that and I've got, knowing that Candace is not a listener, this is safe for me to open my, hang on. Nature Valley uh, protein bar, peanut butter, dark chocolate flavor. Oh my God, it looks good. Mmm. Mmm. A great amount of, of crunch. Mmm. Quite good. Now you don't want to leave these too long because the chocolate does melt. Mm. But I'm not going to make you listen to me eat the damn thing. I will make you listen to another sip of coffee. Uh, no, it's it's not doing it for me. Too sweet. Last night I made a um, casserole, a tuna casserole. I, I just, you know, I'm trying to do a little more because, again, guilt is the thing that propels me, you know. You feel shitty about something, all right, I better do something to fix that. And uh, my wife comes home from work and most often prepares the meals. But lately, I, I'm on a bit of a roll. But looked up a recipe for easy tuna casserole. And by God, it was good. Just a, a can of cream of mushroom soup, uh, egg noodles, uh, a couple of tins of tuna, a lot of grated cheese. Uh, pea, frozen peas, and then of course you throw in pepper and stuff. What else? Is, there must have been another ingredient in there, and then drain, of course, the uh, the tin tuna and feed that to the cats. My special, my outdoor cat Tora. How they love that. Um, was there something else in there? Peas. I don't know. Mixed all up. Uh, anyway, it was really good. My son went back for three helpings. I finished it off at noon today. Uh, and even my wife was pleased. So, there's that. Listen to uh, Slugor yesterday. We haven't heard from Doug for a long time. And it was very nice to have him back. And uh, he just opened up. He just talked a lot about stuff. Um, interesting thinking the option of, you know... Maybe one day just up and selling the house and moving out of Toronto to a place where it's cheaper to live. And um, 
The only complication there, of course, as he noted, will be his daughter, who will have friends, and it's always hard on a kid moving the new places, but uh, it really comes down to who's in control. I know my, my sister was so upset when she, we had to leave Valleyfield, and it was her last class. The kids she'd been with from the beginning, or pretty well, she started in Sorrel, but in Valleyfield, with her graduating group, grade 11 in Quebec in those days, and... Um, we had to move to uh, Montreal area, a uh, certain point, Claire, and then Lachine. And so she missed her graduation and her friends. And I think there was a trip to New York and, you know, all that stuff. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't good. Me, I, I I mean, I went through the hell. We all went through the hell. I mean, I was in grade four when I moved to this new school in the suburbs and didn't know anybody, didn't know any of the games, the system was just so different. I know I've gone on about this, but just let me get it out once more. Of just so hard to adapt and a very strict principle, and and nobody was friendly. It seemed the teachers just seemed to be out of their way to be cruel almost. And I had to take a bus to school, school bus, and it just it was a year of just you know tears after school, just crying. I just didn't like it. I don't even know if my parents were aware. Or how often I cried, or if maybe that's just the memory I'm choosing to uh, focus on. Um, I eventually got over it and then started all over in grade five when we moved to Lachine the next year. It was only that one year, that transition year. And in grade five, I just uh, started making friends. It wasn't liked by a lot of guys for some reason, but the girls liked me. And uh, hey, that was okay. <sighs> yeah. So, here we are, Bluffers Park, beautiful day, lots of people. I don't see the ticket guy going around, but they are uh, ticketing. And um, I went for a walk, quite a long walk the other day, and really did my knee in, my my new knee. And uh, so I'm not going to walk today. It just, it it really, it bothered me for, uh, for a couple of days. Uh, I don't know if I've got anything else to say. Oh, yeah, I wanted, Yeah, I did want to say something. And I know this is tiresome for a lot of people. Oh, my God. All Ken talks about is his letters and his book. So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, something I realized about the letters, and this is important. This is, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm still observing things about this with the eye to thinking, well, what's the difference for young people today who don't have this outlet, only have Facebook and these other things, which which is very, it's a different beast altogether. But in the letters I was able to share to my friends and to my parents, and parents always polite. I talked to my niece last night and she said, yeah, I noticed the difference. Um, but... What I realized was I worked out my decisions. Like, I, there were so many changes in my life. Like, if, you know, from city to city. It was every two years I was moving and and getting a new job and and different girlfriend and just a whole different life and different plans of what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. But as I pour through these letters, I can see, oh, I'm talking about those changes. I, I'm just, like the letter I found that just... I just arrived in Toronto, so it was 79. Yeah. And I was applying for jobs, and that's when I got caught by UIC. Oh, no, that was no, that was earlier. No, <laughs> that was another time. 
Um, I had decided I think I wanted to join this CUSO. I had the name wrong, uh, but I knew it was a thing and that there was a chance you could go to Africa, to Nigeria. And I was just at that point telling my parents, I, I'm going to start I'm going to start this week. I have to write a resume. And then I, get, I have to get five letters of reference and then a three-page letter of why you want to go. And that, like it was so neat to find a letter that was just, oh, that was the start of all that. Because the other letters that followed, the one I just put in today was to my brother and sister of... Um, you know, hey, here I am at home in Nigeria. I got a couple of English doctors staying with me for a few weeks, and I love it here. And I've adapted, and it's home. And I love this home, and I'll never forget the home. And as I read about that, and I can, I can just picture it in my mind. It was a lovely old colonial home with a huge balcony or veranda, not a balcony, a veranda that I spent all my time on. You know, drinking beer or gin or having a toke. It was pretty damn fine. And the children would visit me. Uh, and then the passage again, I mentioned Okeke Sound, this band. And there I was, the mention. I didn't tell how drunk I got, unfortunately. It was just, this is family. The, I know my parents are going to read these letters. So I'm, you know, I'm talking about sending a kid off to get me a cold beer. That's okay, but not staying up all night drinking with the, uh, the near-do-wells in the village. Um, but to see the reference to the launch party of their new LP and uh, the businessman from Wari who came and, and gave them, handed over the keys to a brand new Peugeot 504. And I'm sure there's probably reference later on to him trying to take it back. It might have been just for show or something, but somebody else paying 500 naira for a copy of their LP. Uh, just it was, it was launched. They, they killed a bull to feed the village, basically. Uh, with beer and uh, uh, rice, uh, you know, and that that was a thing. And then I mentioned, I guess, an episode or two ago about going back and Googling Okeke Sound, O-K-E-K-E, Sound, S-O-U-N-D, and finding their music. And I was, yeah, they were a big thing. These were my neighbors. These are the guys I hung out with. This is, wow. That, that just, that thrills me to... To go back, but at the time, this is just this was just life in Nigeria. This is just the norm. Hey, it's fun. I wasn't starstruck. It's not like oh, I got to meet you know Pete Seeger and touch his guitar. This was hey, these are the guys who happened to live next to me, and I heard there's a, a, a night of going to be a lot of beer drinking down at the uh, Hilltop Hotel. I think I'm going to go, kind of thing. Anyway, it's all been good fun, and uh, but today. I felt I wanted to talk to you, believe it or not. Yes, you. Excuse me. Oh, chocolate's melting. Oh, shit. Mmm. Damn it. I don't want that chocolate all over my shirt. iPhone. Sorry. Ma'am. Tells you about the weather. It has changed. It is now. Our springs are too damn short. They just sort of go... Winter, change of seasons, summer. And uh, that's where we're at now. So I'm not, I guess, I don't know. Do I have any notes? Did I have anything I really needed to share with you? Did I even say what episode this is? 844, Integrity. 
integration. I'm connected to all of life. Now, those are not my words. Those are the words of Dennis. I mentioned Dennis before. Um, guy beside me just examining the yellow ticket he picked off his windshield. Yeah. Whew. That kind of spoils the day. Anyway, I'm connected to all of life. And um, that's kind of a hard one to to live, I guess, to to actually to to actually know um, listen folks i'm just i'm I think I'm done I think i've uh, I don't have anything else there are there are no more notes there are no more things and my mind is blank and actually <laughs> I want to go home and get some cold water I'm done with this coffee and this melted chocolate so uh, yeah this is just a piece I'll, uh, there'll be another piece and uh, yeah we're, we're getting the hell out of here Scarborough Dude signing off bye for now ding a ding ding all right, folks, we got 11 minutes, or I got 11 minutes. Well, you got another 11 minutes of me. And uh, so here we are at Thompson Park. We began at Bluffers. We're finishing at Thompson. It is another glorious day, February 20th. This is the May 2-4 weekend. This is the time people used to go out and get drunk, Open up their cottages, if they're not already open. Go camping, you know. This is the big deal. Uh, for us in Vancouver, of course, it was a Mother's Day. Rudy Ron, for us to uh, get out there and raise hell. Build big fires and uh, sit around and get drunk together. My God, I hung out with a lot of drinking friends. My letters reflect that. And... Um, I don't regret it. I mean, it's not like these are drunks who were, couldn't hold a job or, or anything else. Didn't interfere with our lives that much. Uh, maybe it made us restless, but we certainly had fun. And nobody, of all the people I hung out with, nobody was a fighter. Nobody got into fights or wanted to hurt other people. Um, some better drunks than others. I won't name anybody, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, and some could be a little bit obstinate, obstinate and... Uh, all right, all right. Anyway, uh, I had my eye on a bench in the shade, and then just as I approached it, another man came and claimed it for himself. Then I saw another one in the distance, and I thought, oh, that one's perfect. Oh, it's empty now. Could move there. But um, the one I got has a view that I've, I've just never had here in uh, Thompson Park. Uh just between the dog parks and Thompson Park, the big oval that you walk around. I won't mean anything to you who haven't been here, but it's just a lovely park. It's just so full of trees. And, and now on a day like this, with the bright sunshine, uh, the dandelions are in the sort of the puffing stage. You know how they've, um, the big fluffy white things that you could pick up and blow on somebody's face when you're a kid? That kind of thing. Scatter the seeds. They're they're full. But it looks lovely. 
Uh, especially in the sunlight. They're just, you know, if I had a good close-up lens, I would be uh, taking a picture of one of those. Um, I've got one tree in front of me that is blocking out the sun. Like, I'm sitting in direct line, and that's the only reason I took this bench. The particular spot, going to shift just a little bit, I'm sitting in, blocks out the direct sun. And, uh, gosh, you know, I, I mean, I could just go on and waste all this time talking about what a beautiful park it is, but I, I guess that is one of the things that... I'm grateful for living in Toronto, having access to uh, parks in Scarborough in particular, you know, with Bluffers and uh, and this one. And uh, there are others, Morningside Park, others that I don't explore as much. It's a nice part of the city. Nice to have such luxurious things. So, do we want meat? Do we need something uh, heavy, serious to talk about? Uh, it was mentioned already, happy to have Doug back. And, of course, Jason is podcasting regularly. That's Jason with an O, that Jason. Um, so, good to hear that. I chuckle a bit when I hear people turning 50, thinking they're old. Thinking, whoa, you got a lot more coming, pal. Oh. I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe just if I just shut up and uh, shut this off and just stared a little more into the green, it might be a better use of my time. But I was determined to finish this today. That's what this mission is about. I'm finding it hard to... Like, after I have lunch, I have breakfast, and then usually quarter to 12. I, I've done a little work on my book, and then I go downstairs, and I figure, okay, what's for lunch? And I'll scrounge around the fridge and I'll find something. I feel compelled to finish off leftovers. So I'll often do that even if it's not what I want to eat. And then go back up for my after lunch nap. Like right after. Uh, And this time my cat was totally happy outside on the front porch. She's got a chair with a cushion and it's cool. It's in the shade. And I just stood there at the door. Come on, Yuki. You want to come in? Yuki. Yuki, come on. Let's go. Yuki. And she wouldn't move, and I'd close the door, and then I'd go back again, because I wanted to have my nap with my cat. Ridiculous. And uh, so she lasted about uh, half an hour with me, and then decided, no, he's touching me too much. I can't sleep. So she went downstairs, smart cat, and cleaned my uh, my chair in the living room, knowing that I was up sleeping on the bed. I, I, I There is a, a whole subject area I've never really explored. I might talk about my cat, but I don't get into the, the brain, the thinking that goes on, the, you, you know... You could reflect on the habits and so on. I'm sort of afraid to touch this because, you know, there'd be so many people quick to shut you down. No, they don't. No, it's not true. No, it's not like that. Um, and <laughs> like the games, like they do, they learn. There, There's a real interaction. There's a behavior. There's an exchange. Of course, it's true with dogs. It may be more apparent with dogs. You know, and and how people go crazy when the dog tilts its head back, like as if to say, what? I don't understand, what? Um, 
cats are just different in their communication, but they do they do learn the habits, and and we have such a a wonderful thing when Yuki gets into the right position. It wants my hand flat against her stomach, and I feel her warmth, and she feels my hand, and she's got her paws wrapped around the hand, and everything is secure and comfy and safe. And and that's they know this is good. I mean they they get comfortable. They when they do their yoga stretches, when they do their their yawns, it's just you can say, yeah, this is basic. It's just the body. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's as if there is more. There's more going on. And, you know, you don't need to open up their scalp and stick in probes to find out which. Some psychologists still do today. I, I There was a passage I didn't even want to read about barn owls and experiments at John Hopkins and, and things going on. And, of course, the psychology I grew up with in the textbook, you know, the testing to see how they suffer from being deprived of, of love. You know, Jesus Christ. Behaviorists. And maybe that's why I don't want to get into this. Because um, I... <laughs> It's a branch of psychology, and my branch, of course, was all about <laughs> uh, the people who who would maybe not even call, want to give them the label of psychologist, but the uh, the Carl Rogers, let's say that school, you know, and the client-centered therapy, and the people who saw humans as, as more than a whole, more than just an animal, the, the, the complexities, and, and maybe even odd give a little space to the Freudians, the Jungians, for sure. Um, but there's things, I guess, just... I mean, cats would not have the reputation and, and the love and the adulation that they do if it wasn't that so many people discovered and appreciate just how wonderful they are. Um I, I mean, I can't think of examples now, but it, it, just the little game of me opening the door and her sort of looking, and and I'll know, and she'll sort of turn her back and, and maybe go and wash, and sort of that's to say, no, 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 just leave me, leave me alone. I'm, I'm I'm not ready to come in. But then she might look up and stare at me, and get these big gold eyes looking at me, sort of saying, well, maybe. And for the longest time, until we put on the air conditioner yesterday, yeah. Um she would just stand at the open door open door, and it's like a test to see how long is this human just going to leave this for me to sit here on the threshold and decide. And you love it. And you think, yeah, smart cat, good cat. You know, make me do more for you. Make me more your servant. It's crazy. It's funny. It fits in with the, the novel I just finished. Uh, I believe it was Tanizaki. I, I should know. I think so. Um called um, Naomi. I don't know why I'm telling you, because none of you are ever going to go out and read it or look in the library for it, but it it was an interest, very, very interesting look about uh, love and passion, but it was written in the 20s, in the time of Japan's infatuation with the West, too. And, of course, this Naomi turns herself into more and more of a westernized woman with her white skin. And so this man's infatuation is not just about the woman, but it's about the the lure of, of western culture, the way he refers to these 
big Western people and their their clothes and their smell and how he can't even approach them. It's it's an amazingly well crafted story. I'll I'll put it that way. Uh, he wrote another book about I am a cat. Same author. I am a cat. Now I have to. I should. I sh- really should get a copy of that. I mean, I've had it, but I don't think. I think a lot of my um, Japan collection didn't get saved for one reason. Maybe it stayed in Japan. I don't know. Uh, but I. I need another book. Anyway, folks, that's the eleven minutes, and uh, I don't want to uh, to run over. So hope you enjoyed the bonus, the toke clip that uh, was the second part of this podcast. I had fun making it. Decided not to have a talk today. Uh, so rarely do I talk. And I was reflecting that on in, in one of the letters from 1997 that, you know, and I've made the claim before that I might have been a more tender, caring, patient uh, father um, if I had talked a little more often. I guess it's another way of saying if I just had the medicine that would, would make me calmer and, and less stressed. And, and so it's not just about marijuana. It's about, you know, the chemical things that go off in our minds that cause tension and, and uh, so on. All right. On that note, Scarborough Dude signing out from another absolutely gorgeous day here at Bluffers. No, no. Thompson Park. Bye for now.